dropping. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We're back for the new year. It's good stuff, and we're back with technical difficulties because that's what we do here on Secrets of the Sire. We promote nothing but technical snafus left and right. So if you're waiting to get on the uh, Facebook stream, so am I. I got to be honest with you. I'm really I'm waiting to see what happens here. Um, but yeah, so hopefully we get on the uh, the Facebook stream. We are on Periscope. We are on TalkRadio.nyc. We're gonna start publishing that as the uh, as the URL. We've got. Uh, I mean, we we just got a great show today. I mean, we got an absolute. Feel free to speak here. We've got a, a guest co-host, Joe Mulvey. I want to say it's very impressive that you're not saying or giving any uh, credit to uh, the Russian hack that is trying to shut down this radio show right now. Very impressive. We could only hope that the Russians would even think to hack us. See, that's that's what it comes down to, I think. Um, New York City subway, New York City airports. At Fique Leone says everyone in here hates you, Mike. But that's not true because we have Dan T. Lawson on the Periscope feed, and he and he thinks I'm an all right fella. So I think I think uh, I think we're in good. Ugh, now I hate you for saying all right, fella. Oh, do you really? Though? I don't think so. I think I think I think you. I think I'm, I'm a fan. I'm I think a fan. I'm, I think I'm growing on you a little bit. I'm all right, so we have got a tremendous show. We're gonna do a whole bunch of stuff. We are gonna talk Golden Globes. We're gonna talk with Paul Jenkins, um, which you know that's just kind of cool, right? I mean, you're, what what question are you gonna ask Paul? This is the, this is the big thing we were talking about behind this behind the scenes. Here. I only have one for him. Even though I mean, it, amassing his talent over the years of his career, you could ask him tons. I just want to know what his take on the industry is from like the time he early started out to like right now, especially as a creator. Okay, well with that, I'm gonna hit pause for two seconds. We're gonna go very quiet because I got the Facebook feed going now. Don't and, move. And it's gonna pretend like we just started this. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. See, it's it's great. I'll just I'll just edit. I'll just splice. It's great. Uh, welcome to everybody who is joining us on the Facebook feed as well. Too, to Secrets of the Sire. Um, hey, we turned fifty today. This is our fiftieth episode. This is our actual. I, I had a, I was tossing and turning last week, deciding do I call it my fiftieth episode last week because I was doing it from a super secret location. Do I not? I, it was it was you know it was, it was touch and go there. But we're going to call this the official fiftieth fiftieth episode. Uh, we are brought to you by FunFoodFlip.com. Uh, if you like apples to apples, you'll love Fun Food Flip. Uh, they basically, it's, it's really cool actually. So, I mean, they didn't actually give me a spot to read this week. So, I'm just going to kind of wing it a little bit, which is always, always dangerous, but, uh, but always fun. Um, the card game, you basically combine like your menu and you combine your uh, food choices and you come up with like this gross, interesting, and delicious combinations, right? Uh, you can't be gross and delicious, but you could do one or the other. And so it's kind of like this, it's this really cool, uh, art, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, is it a game? It's a game. It is a game. Okay, like, I didn't know if it was like, a game or a like service. It's like apples to apples. A card game. Okay. It's like apples to apples. So, uh, so it's good stuff. See, this, this is what we do. We wing it around here. All right. So, Mr. Mulvey, for anybody who doesn't know, give a rundown of what you do. You're an illustrator. You're a creator. See, I'm going to do it for you. As you're I, great. As I, yeah, as it's I amazing. It, as yeah. I announce it. So, give us, give us everything you got here. Uh, yeah. So, my, the latest thing that I have out right now on Amazon.com is uh, Mummy's Always Right. It is a uh, board book uh, following around a, key, a creature named Gauze, who's a little mummy. And uh, he has a uh, little bit of a mischievous attitude. His mummy mummy has to come on and help him out. And uh, he kind of lives in a place called Creature Cove, which is the setting for like what will be a whole new uh, set of uh, kids' books that will be coming out from that. And uh, that's available now on Amazon. Beyond that, um, I'm an illustrator, uh, freelance and foremost. And then uh, most of the work I've done, as, as Mike knows, is with a publishing company called Comics Tribe. They published my first uh, creator-owned comic, their scam, and then they pretty much just keep me chained in a basement and doing covers and other such work for them. So, like me, you have zero qualifications to be on this radio show. No, I talk all the time, <laughs> and I feel, I feel if anything, I'm I'm more qualified to talk than I am to do other stuff. That's well, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll. we'll I think that's I think it's a good uh, a good way to go about it here. Hey, we have a contest here. This is uh, for talk. This is the talkradio.nyc. So we got a lot of new changes because it's the new year. You always got to keep changing. Email us at info at talkradio.nyc. Tell us where you are and how you're listening to us. All right? If you want to throw in your age, that's awesome too. This is not for any survey purposes except for it is for survey purposes. Uh, put Secrets of the Sire in the email subject and tell us how you're listening to us. Phone app, desktop, which phone app. Again, where you are, how you're listening, you know, desktop, phone app. Uh, we'll pick a winner. Um, and which website? Which website? Yeah. 
Oh, other websites actually. Man, see Ficaleone, our, our resident troll. He don't believe us. We're we're, we're pretty big here, man. Um, we'll, we'll pick a winner and we'll send you an awesome digital PDF. So, um, hey, Dan T. Lawson, he's he's on here as well too. And uh, Dan T. Lawson says, "I'm in my kitchen making sauce and listening on my phone." Oh, so like he's it. actually coming. From, which app, Dan T. Lawson? But this doesn't count for the contest, Dan T. Lawson. You got to email it in. Why would first of all, let's go with what's important. What's the sauce? <laughs> what's he making? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's right. He's on Periscope. Of course he's listening to it. See? So he's listening through Periscope, which, you know, that's, and vodka sauce, which is... Oh, always, that's a good sauce, that's right. That's always a win. Uh, I'm sure that all the listeners uh, who are going to download us on iTunes and SoundCloud and replay this during the week on Talk Alternative want to hear about the vodka sauce, but instead, we're going to talk about Golden Globes. Deadpool got nominated for a Golden Globe. First of all, what, what, I mean... Did you kind of have to do a double take when that happened, or were you kind of no. like totally? Exci- you're no. like, yes. It's it's the superhero Fletch, right? Like to me, okay. that's what it is. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie, uh-huh. and it got recognized. Like you know what I'm saying? I've never lost a night's sleep going. I can't believe the Golden Globes did or didn't do something. But you're that, you're, you're not living then. Uh, no, I know <laughs> that 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 movie to me hit it scratched a lot of itches that. No other superhero movie or in that genre was doing before, mm-hmm. and why shouldn't they? I mean, and be honest with you, it's kind of really. Liefeld said it. You know what I mean? It's the role that Ryan Reynolds was meant to do. Absolutely, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I definitely did. I, I mean, again, obviously, and if you if you listen to the show, I like the movie. I don't love the movie. I don't think it's the greatest thing. I don't think it's award nominated worthy. I don't think it's one hundred and thirty five million dollars opening weekend worthy. I think it's really fun. It's a fun little indie movie. Um, I'm not here to knock it, though, because I, I love the character, and I'm happy that it's doing well. And I'm kind of happy also in a, in a sense that it could break down barriers. And that's kind of something that we you know, we kind of think about. And, and Dante Lawson even chimed in. Does this set a precedent for awards looking at comic movies? And that's the question of the day. Does it? Yeah, well, here's what it does. It took the what is it that Marvel does really well with their movies? They take the really cool character development and the superhero powers and all the special effects, and they tweak it with that little bit of humor, right? Like mm-hmm. the Hulk punching Thor, this and that. Well, you know, Fox and right, Fox made uh, Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Fox went and said, "Okay, we've taken continuity and all this other stuff from the comics and the X Men movies. We've dragged it through the ground. We've we've tried to reinvent it that way." What are we going to do? We're just going to take a guy who's naturally a funny guy, and we're going to put him in this more comedy-oriented uh, action sure. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's not a buddy thing, but he did pair up with, what, Megasonic and Colossus, yep. so you could kind of make a comparison to, like, a superhero lethal weapon, superhero, something like you that. You know why they got Negasonic, right? They got Negasonic Warhead because she happened to be the, one of the cheapest characters they could actually license for the film. That, I didn't know that, but that, you know what? Isn't that amazing? It's still, you know what? That is like thrift store shopping for, for your superhero <laughs> movie. And I'm okay with that. So to me, what they did was just explore how, just like we all know it as comic fans, the medium is way more diverse than the one little bucket hole you get put in because it's successful. Like D- DC wants to do everything grim and gritty because that's what happened with the Nolan movies. They were a huge success. So then they go grim and gritty with Superman. Eh, it doesn't do as well. Batman, Superman, eh, it doesn't do as well. But if you go in and lean towards the other parts of, of the Deadpool character that are successful, it's his comedy. Yeah. You know? I mean, how did they how did they pitch him originally? Rob Liefeld pitched him as Spider-Man meets Wolverine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And that's what the movie was, and it was different. Yeah. Outside of the norm of what they were doing with superhero movies, it wasn't so much the Marvel... Um, you know their Marvel movie equation that Marvel Studios has. It was their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I'm I'm a little apprehensive to see if it could keep. keep you know how, what I mean? How badly do you want to see a Deadpool Wolverine movie? Not badly at all. No. No, really, no. I do. No. That, I I totally do. I think. No. I think just the outside relationship that Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman have kind of like portrayed on social media is exactly why I'd love to see that. I mean, don't get me wrong. If it happens, I would check it out. I would absolutely check it out. I would just say that to me, uh, I, I don't want to see them. Like go too far with this. I feel like Fox is the guy who lands the funny line at the movie uh, at the party, and then just keeps hitting that line yeah. five mm-hmm. times in yeah. a row. Where you know you got that first X Men movie or a couple ones that were okay, sure. and then you just kept beating it. So don't do that with Deadpool, even though you know it's going to happen. <laughs> we want to welcome Brian Everham. He's on the Facebook feed as well too, and Dante Lawson is is just chiming on about a Deadpool Wolverine movie. Make it so, make it so. Um, we do have a Wolverine movie coming out next year. Um, this is our Happy New. Year as well. See, we got everything kind of crammed into one episode. We've got our 50th episode bash. So we got Joe in studio. We got Paul Jenkins going to come on. Paul Jenkins, as I as I tweeted out today, is very tight lipped. He's never opinionated. It's going to be a terrible interview. It's going to be terrible because he doesn't, you know. And this is obviously a lie and a joke because he is 
totally opinionated. Loquacious. Loquacious. <laughs> that's and a good word. Well, that's that's a. You're an illustrator, not a writer, so don't use. I do write. Like I do write. That's not true. I do oh, write, but true. I did get a word of the day calendar, and <laughs> today's day was loquacious. So the loquacious response, real quick though too, if you liked any of this stuff um, and you wanted to hear more, uh, we actually have a behind the scenes feed on our Patreon page. Um, it's like $1.25 a show. Um, if you go to Patreon, go to michaeldolce.com. It'll take you right to the Patreon page for our show. This is Secrets of the Sire. Talking comics, movies, TV, pop culture, every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Um, and um, yeah, we're going uh, to do some fun stuff. So we have the 2017 special going on here. Um, oh, we want to be brought to you by all our beloved patrons, uh, dedicated fans, Einar Peterson, Ashley Haikai, our program director, Stephanie Dolce, our executive producer, Steve Hovecki, our EP, Brian Phillips, and our Uber fan, Christine Dolce, and welcome John Hoff. He just pledged 10 bucks because he likes what we do. So we like that as well, too. And we love our sponsor, Flip Food, uh, Fun Food Flip. Um, so, it's 2017, so we're going we're to do a little rundown. Top movies, TV shows, and comics that we are excited about and the most anticipated, right? So the first we're going to look at, do me a favor here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list you five movies. And then when we come back from break, we're going to rank them top. Amazing top teaser. I'm, I'm excited for is this. That, is okay, that excited? Go ahead. This is, that's what we call Yeah, so you, you, you're ready for the biz. You got the biz right I'm now. Good. You, I'm good. You got I, the I biz like down. It. Logan, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Justice League. Is that a teaser? Ooh. Is that a teaser or what? What's your t- what's your fifth real quick before we go to break? Uh it's probably going to be Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, that's see that's controversial. Don't don't don't, don't tell us why. Don't uh, tell us why. My mouth is wide open to to, to continue, but I'm going to 30 seconds when we return. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire with your host, Mike Dolce. I got my co-host, my guest co-host, Joe Mulvey, who's not on the Facebook feed, even though he's literally right over here, but I don't want to turn the phone. It's I'm going like, to, what? in the next break, I'm going to come right around. You should this. actually. We should I actually will. do it. You should do it right from behind. I will. You, well, like scream not, into the microphone. Let's not It'll make a, this an erotica <laughs> show. Let's just, you know. <laughs> What's that old Simpsons uh, where they, they go into the future and Marge is like, Fox turned into a into a hardcore porn <laughs> <laughs> channel, like just so gradually. <laughs> That's what our show is, is going to eventually become. Uh, no, we talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture. Every week, um, right here on talkradio.nyc. That's one of our uh, big, big transitions. We're going to start pumping the talkradio.nyc URL. Um, what do you like better, Alter- talkingalternative.com or talkradio.nyc? You know what? Whatever sticks in my search bar, it, <laughs> I, it, it doesn't really matter to me. As long as I, if I know I like the content, I'll follow it anyway. Okay, that's what I like to hear. I want to welcome Jen Kepler Trend. I want to welcome Michael Beckrich. Um, a lot of folks joining the live Facebook feed. And when you join the live Facebook feed or you catch us on Periscope at, at Michael underscore Dolce, you get to be on the podcast. This gets sent up to iTunes. It's on SoundCloud. That means like some schmo out in Australia now knows who you are. So it always pays to, to join in live and then, uh, and then download us and then give us money. 
I don't know. Was it? In that order. In that order. In that order. Step order, one. Right. <laughs> step one, uh, collect underpants. Step two. Mm-hmm. Step three, profit. <laughs> right. <laughs> South Park reference. All right. What we were talking about, we are looking at the most anticipated comic book movies. This is what ends up happening. Like, I actually end up having, like, a whole list of things to talk about in my show outline. And then uh, we, we talk about, like, one of them. Um, That's this, what happened. This is like yeah. a conversation. You can't, you can't plan a list of it. You just got to hope that it goes well. We have a, a quick question from Dan T. Lawson. Leaked Spider-Man black photo. I, I don't even know anything about this. So this is how uninformed I am. We it, don't, we when, don't, yeah, I would ask Dan when this was leaked. Yeah. Because I'll check it out while we're having this conversation. Superman. And, it was and, Superman Black or something like that. Oh, that was a while ago, right? For Justice League. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying... Well, I mean, he's... You know, yeah. uh, spoiler alert for anyone who, hasn't, <laughs> anyone who hasn't seen the atrocity that was Superman versus Batman. Um, you didn't like it? What? That's crazy. He, my wife, who is the most patient person, as our marriage attests, in the world... Was watching it. We got the extended cut. I did not see yeah. it in the theater because I have two kids. So that was not going to happen. I literally was sitting there. We're having a glass of wine. We have two glasses of wine. We have three glasses of wine. We have a bottle of wine. And my wife looks at me and goes, can I curse? Am I allowed to curse? <laughs> you are allowed to curse. All right. I don't want. I, I, I will, try not to. I will bleep myself. I try to, yeah. We're a bottle of wine into this movie. <laughs> and I have effing. Just say effing. Effing movie. Good. And yeah. I literally have seen three cocktail parties and no superhero. <laughs> so... <laughs> Maybe the and I was told the extended cut would make things more understandable. I, I there was aspects of it I liked. I thought Affleck's Batman, the way Snyder shot that was best no. I, did, I thought uh, Wonder Woman was the best. Okay, to be quite honest Fair. with you. But again, it was the least right. So there was less time to screw up. So the less thing. I mean, again, I don't want to crap on 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 Snyder. I think he's got his he's got his strengths. Yeah. I just think that the the Marvel uh, the DC directive is not as strong as it could be. To answer your question about these movies, to get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> He's a natural. See this? We guy? are going. Yeah, this guy's we, going. Wait, we're going to add a movie to that's this. That's what I was going to say. We're okay. going to add a movie to this. So I, I, I completely left out. Thor Ragnarok is coming out. So anybody who just joining us, uh, we're going through our top, well, six now movies that are coming out. Most anticipated comic book related movies coming out in 2017. Ranking them in order. And originally, your top, your number five was going to. Well, here we'll, we'll run down the list again. We have Logan. We have Wonder Woman. We have Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We have Spider-Man Homecoming. We have Justice League. And we have Thor Ragnarok. Originally, it was going to be Spider-Man Homecoming was your number six. Or number five. Yes. Now it's your number six. Now or it's is gonna, Thor Ragnarok now your number it, six? It's going to be my number... Uh, you know what? It's a tie between... Thor actually would move up for me because I've, I've enjoyed the Thor films. I would put Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider-Man neck and neck for the last spot. Okay. I would still put Spider-Man down on, on the six. I would put Guardians of the Galaxy up five because of the Kurt Russell factor. I do like <laughs> Kurt Russell. <laughs> oh, so Kurt Russell actually heightens your... your heightens it for me. Yeah, I like. Did Guardians. you not like the original? I liked it, but I had no connection to the characters, and I just thought it was a fun movie. So you, like, you mean connection in terms of, like, I didn't know... I didn't read them when I grew up, or I didn't... Yeah, like, I'm not you. a... I'm going to also say something that's going to infuriate people, so get ready. That, I we have you on. I just saw Force Awakens when it came out last year, right? Okay, yeah. In the movie theater. I had never seen... So you didn't just see it then? Well, I mean, I should say... (laughs) Well, compared to how long it took me to see the original three Star Wars, the original, I saw them after I saw The Force Awakens. Okay. So I had never seen the original three Star Wars. That's horrible. That's horrible. Let me say this, though. I knew everything that happened from The Simpsons and The Family Guy and all pop culture references and Luke, I'm your father. Did you watch the prequels? I did in the movie theaters <laughs> with my friends. And that also went to strengthening the thing. Like, my buddies were like, we got to go to the midnight showing of Star Wars. It's the greatest thing ever. And then I got there and I just remember being like, what is this Jamaican fish man? And what is this well, like? Jen Kepler Chen just said we are completely boring her. So, it's oh, just right, Jen. I, I apologize, Jen. It says, she says she's very proud of me, which, which is actually all I really do this that's, for. It's a win. Right? I mean, you know what I mean? Right. It's a, win. a total win for me. That's so. it. Um, no, that's actually pretty interesting, though, that you actually suffered through the prequels. So if anybody catches any of our previous shows, uh, <laughs> episode 49 was Rogue One versus Fork, Awa- For- Fork Awakens. The Force Awakens, which movie was actually better? The Fork Awakens was the Fork best. Awakens, that was the best one out of all of them, I think. Right? Now tie in that flip food game, and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> done. <laughs> we are throwing way too much love <laughs> to my sponsor. No, we're not, we're not throwing enough love to the sponsor. Always more love, more love to the sponsor. Um all right, what's, so we're going to go, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming is your, why is, why is um, Spider-Man your least 
anticipated movie. I mean, you would think. I mean, I don't know what the storyline is. So to me, Logan is number one for me. So I'm going right up to Logan's number one. And to be honest with you, it's probably one through six. Because I, like, for something about that old man Logan storyline, the the trailer hit perfect. Sure. Was it Johnny Cash or was it? uh, Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, just really, really well done. And then to me, Thor is going to have Hulk in it. See, that's going to be a buddy move. That's going to be your lethal weapon in the, in the Marvel in. universe. I'm in on that. Right. I'm in on that. You right. know, like those things that. work for me. And Justice League, I got it. Are you a DC guy? Is that, are you a DC I'm guy? I'm all comic guy. guy. I'm no, all comic I know, guy. but I mean, somebody, they always, there's always a preference. There's always like a DC versus a Marvel. I, I, I'm a Marvel guy. Like, I just am. Yeah, I'm wearing, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing I'm, brand new uh, Captain America. I shirt probably, I, I read more Marvel. Yeah. But I think I like more. DC characters. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, it's fair. I, uh, you, you have to leave now, but that's okay. No, <laughs> no it's, uh, it, but that's, that's the thing. For me, I would say Justice League is one of my most anticipated films because I, it's like now watching a car wreck. Uh, Wonder Woman Which actually- Which sucks, doesn't it? It right, does suck. Like Wonder that. Woman actually intrigues me because she was, if not the best, one of the best. I absolutely agree with you. She was one of the best features of Batman v Superman. There's no question. Gail Godot is just, she rocked it, man. She yep. just rocked it. Like, she's Wonder Woman. She just is. Yep. And it's awesome. Great job. Um, uh, my buddy that I do conventions with, though, had a, had a whole shirt that had her holding up the spear saying she should have done it. She should have been the one to actually, <laughs> you know, because, uh, you know, I'm holding something that will kill me. But meanwhile, there's someone else next to me who's a good guy who can't be killed. And she could easily just run up to him and stab him with it. But I'll do it. It's okay. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, they had the whole Martha. Connection at the end, so it was it was good. Everything was good, um, but to me, like that's a car wreck. Wonder Woman, I'm intrigued by, uh, but I'm not necessarily like batting down the doors to. I don't know. Actually, I really like the Captain America movie, and it reminds me of that. That's so. two or three for me. Wonder Woman. Like, Wonder Woman's two, two or three. Yeah, yeah. It would, like, it would be Logan, Thor, and then uh, and then Wonder Woman. It would be a flip. Do you flip. know what would be an interesting question? To see what Paul Jenkins thinks of this. So when we come back, we got Paul Jenkins. We are going to play Love It or Shove It with Paul Jenkins. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of cool things. And like I said, I can barely get a word out of this guy. So it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough interview. But we'll get through. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, on talkradio.nyc. I want to welcome my next guest. He is, he is the one, the only, uh, Mr. Paul Jenkins. How's it going, Paul? It's going great. How are you? I'm not doing bad at all. Uh, I got uh, Joe Mulvey, uh, another fellow uh, illustrator in the comic book industry, as my guest co-host for the day. Mr. Jenkins, right. it's uh, is an honor to meet you. Very big fan. Joe, how are you doing, man? Well, you're not actually meeting him. I mean, you're kind of just talking to him. It's you know, it's completely different. It's completely different. I've, I've completely. I, that's it. I've, I've, just I've, I've, I've just crushed the co-host. Yeah. It's, it's I'm all, just going to gush over it, revelations. It, it's, I, I read that book like once or twice a year. But whatever. <laughs> so, 
Paul, you do a lot of great things, and 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 so just a little background for our, our uh, listeners out there. Um, you know, I, I, we tend to we tend to actually do prepare for the show, um, so we send this out. And and Paul wrote in his things like I re- I really can't talk about this. I can't drop bombs about this. I can't do anything about this. So I want you to <laughs> announce something huge right now. That's it. I'm I'm throwing it right out there. What's your ne- What's your next big thing right now? Just tell me. That's it. <laughs> um. Yeah, the thing about me is that I have a, a lot of different uh, jobs. You know, I work in different different media and different industries, and so I've got a television thing that's sort of sitting out there that, that's sort of coming around. And um, I do have a couple of comic book announcements that that should be worthwhile um, in the in the next month or so. The problem is. I really, really can't say what they are, so that's a little bit difficult right now. I have to I'm, just kind of I'm, bite my tongue. Um, unless you guys, you know, get me rip-roaringly drunk on something <laughs> terrible, probably brown liquor, and at that point I might spill the beans, but what can I say? That so we're going to have to have them in studio. Yeah, well, abso- we're, well yeah. I'll have to fly them out here. That's, that's, that's way out of our budget. <laughs> I'll go get him an Uber. <laughs> He's stateside, right? <laughs> Uh, talk to us about Alters. Uh, really cool concept. It's from Aftershock Comics. Um, I mean, it's it, it's something you and I actually talked about at the New Jersey Comic Expo. You at the the panel I moderated. You were you were talking about it. So give our audience uh, the background of it and why it's it's really cool and really interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's something that I had been trying to do for a very long time. Uh, I, I want to make it clear that even though the the first main character, the first arc is about a character who happens to be transgender, um, two things of note. Number one, uh, I realize that transgender seems to be this unvogue kind of entertainment trope now, you know, like, Mm -hmm. hey, it's transgender, let's do something about it. Um, But this project had been in the works for roughly 10 years, so there's one. Uh, the second thing is that it, it, we are doing a story in Alters about people who are struggling with some form of disadvantage uh, in society. So what I mean by that, make sure that we don't equate uh, you know, disadvantage or disability. Mm-hmm. Um, someone may be marginalized by society. They may uh, be struggling to get along. They may be homeless, for example. Sure. Um, another person may have a physical disability. They may have had an injury or something. They may have cerebral palsy. Another person may be dealing with a mental health issue, but all of these people are dealing with a disadvantage. And into this world, they get given a a sort of mutant power uh, called an alteration. So they become people with extreme disadvantage and a sort of a hyper advantage. And what's so interesting about that is that the collision of all of these forces is the person in the middle. And so that's kind of what we're writing about. The first character is called Chalice, and she's a young transgender woman who um, is just at the point of explaining to her family what she's going through. And right when she's about to do that, she gets this power and she sort of gets stuck a little bit at this crossroads trying to work out, well, how how do I tell them now? She's undergoing sort of a a second transition into an altar, Mm -hmm. and it really complicates things. Actually, it sounds really neat. I mean, we, we talk about this kind of stuff on the show a lot, too. Diversity, we love diversity. I think diversity strengthens, you know, comics as a whole. Um, but political agendas, I don't, I, you know, sometimes you can, you can read something and be like, they're, they're pushing an agenda. Uh, you know, how do you, how do you combat that with something, like you said, you're, you're dealing with something that's transgender, uh, you know, and that can be seen as like a political agenda versus a story. Like, how do you, how do you combat that in the reader's mind? Well, I think anything of, the, of this kind of con- controversial nature might perhaps uh, fit into somebody's political agenda anyway. Because if I if I write about um, someone who's transgender and, you know, uh, she's kind of uh, dealing with these elements of her life, I think the thing that I'm most proud of so far is that we haven't really dealt too, too much with her, uh, what you might call her transgender angst. Um, instead... We've, we've tried to explain that this is her private life. In, in a sense, it's like writing uh, Spider-Man. Um, when I'm writing him, uh, you know, sometimes I'm writing about Peter Parker. Sure. And other times I'm writing about Spider-Man. And so when dealing with her private life, we're obviously dealing with her transition and the things that she's going through. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we write her as Chalice, she just kind of kicks ass. It's great. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't really do controversial transgendery things you know that was the sure. that was the whole point was that we weren't necessarily just pushing the buttons all the time or, or dealing with that one issue we were actually dealing with the issues that she's facing like 
how do I, how do I deal with this power and what about the bad guys and stuff so that we, we weren't just focusing on one thing. Hey, Paul, can I ask you, uh, what is it about Aftershock that made it kind of the perfect home for this kind of project? You know, <laughs> I was their first um, book. I did Replica for them. I've known Joe Pruitt, the publisher, for a very, sure. very long time. Um, and when Joe told me about Aftershock, you know, before they actually announced, you know, I knew about it. Um, and we talked about doing a project together, and I happened to be the first book that they published. Now, Replica was a was a great book. Um, it's really a fun fun book about a detective that accidentally clones himself fifty times and has to deal with all the clones. <laughs> and and it was to- totally mad. And then um, Andy, the artist, Andy Clark, just um, had a little bit of an issue with his eye. We kind of had to uh, take the series down for the time being, and. Um, you know, I had I'd wanted to do alters for a very, very, very long time, and I talked with Joe, and I think Mike Martz and Joe immediately said, "Well, yes, that's just the perfect kind of story." Yeah. You know, the next series that I'm going to do is going to be about the homeless character, and I'm really excited to write about her because I think it would be incredible to say, "How would it be if you could save the world, but you could barely feed your children?" You know? That actually is an interesting question, though, too. I mean, and that's kind of like the basis for some of the stuff I've written. You know, it's where, you know, if I had superpowers, though, wouldn't you be on the Today Show? Wouldn't you be, like, you know, cashing in somehow? I, I always tend to go, go the greedy route. You're actually going, like, the altruistic route, which I really, you know, admire and hate you for. <laughs> that's, what, yeah. that's what good people do, Mike. You see that? That's what good people do. That's what good people do. Yeah, right, right. Right. I make no bones about it. No, <laughs> no but seriously, I mean, like, like so how do, you know... Um, you know, how does this character, if you can elaborate a little bit more on the homeless man, I mean, is, is it something where he doesn't know uh, that he has these powers or like a, like a Jekyll and Hyde almost where he's saving the world, but then, you know, he comes back and he's got to live his life, that kind of thing? Or Yeah, I mean, no, no sense in giving, giving away the story, but I would say probably the answer to that is uh, it's, a, it's a female character, mm-hmm. actually. She, she um, it happens to be in an economically disadvantaged kind of situation. Um she finds out, like a few people do, that she has this kind of alteration power. Mm-hmm. And when it happens, you know, it's potentially something she can exploit, but she chooses not to. She's more, she's so, like, I love her already. I've never even written her yet. She's so <laughs> matter of fact. Like, I, I, I got no damn time to do this. You know, I got, I got <laughs> she doesn't even have time to be an alter. She's got to work out what to do with her life. And, not incredibly highly educated and stuff like that. She's trying to make ends meet, right? And so I think that she becomes such a great heroic character because it doesn't even occur to her that she could kind of... It kind of does. Well, I could I could rip people off and hurt them and steal sure. their money. So, but she she's not that person. She never has been that person. So I, I think, um, you know, going back to your previous question, some people might say, well, how do you avoid this sort of political agenda and that? And I, I, I say, I don't know. I think we're just kind of looking at the characters and trying to stay true to characterization. Once we do that, everything else takes care of itself. Terrific. Okay, so you have so many opinions on these things, which is fantastic. you got a lot of things to talk about in the industry itself. We thought a fun way to do it would be to play a game called Love It or Shove It. Okay, this is a fun little thing <laughs> we've done before. So I'm going to say a definitive statement. You're going to tell me if you love it or shove it, agree or disagree, and you're going to tell me why, okay? The portrayal of women in comics and the, and the treatment of women creators has improved over the past year. Love it or shove it? Shove, shove that, I think. <laughs> I don't think it has yet. Um, I do not want to uh, be seen as being uh, some kind of trailblazer. Um, because I'm a heterosexual middle-aged white guy, <laughs> who am I to speak? Who am I to speak for the various women in the industry? You know, I don't, I don't have the ability to do that. I do have the ability to observe, um, and I have seen uh, women continually marginalised. I've seen women continually portrayed as overtly sexual creatures. That, that being said, I mean, you know, there's an overt sexualization of Batman and Superman, though. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. solely down to female characters. I know throughout my history in comics, I've repeatedly asked uh, my publishers to let me do people who are people and not necessarily um, hot and tasty girls. Mm-hmm. That being said, uh, I will tell you I made a very specific decision with uh, Chalice in Altus. Um, she's a transgender character, and I asked um, them to make her the hottest of all the girls. Ah, yes. 
the, the most overtly sort of sexual looking because I thought that that um, might just push a couple of buttons in a couple of people um, and then get them to thinking a little bit, which I thought was worth it, you know? And let me ask you a follow-up to this and then we'll go back to the love it or shove it. The one thing that I, I, I agree with you 100%, but at the same time, the one thing that I've kind of noticed now is I, I feel like every female character now has to be a badass that ha- knows martial arts and can beat anybody in anything. And I, and I always, I, I, now I'm kind of seeing it's almost, it, it, maybe it's the stuff I'm exposed to, I'm just seeing like the, the scales tipped in a way that's, you know, almost beating a dead horse. Do you see the same thing or? or uh, yeah, yeah, I actually do. I, I agree with you to some extent. I mean, I find that boring too. Like, right. you know, being a strong and powerful human being doesn't mean to say that you can kick somebody's ass doing martial arts, right? Right. Like, that's ridiculous. But isn't that comics, right? Like, something gets hot, like a redesigned Batgirl. Then all of a sudden, everyone gets a similar... T- you know what I mean? I think that's just the, the trend of comics. You know, like, everyone has a pouch. Everyone has shoulder pads. Everyone has... I see it in movies, you know. too, though. I mean, I see it... I, you know, the, we, we commented last week, uh, or two weeks ago, when we were talking about The Force Awakens, and I actually liked that, um, you know, the battle at the end... Uh, with Kylo Ren and with Rey, you know, she was, she, you know, she caught him when he was hurt, you know, and, and, and in a way I sat there saying, you know what, this guy's a trained Jedi Knight, she is just discovering her powers, forget men versus women, I'm just looking at it from a pure experience point, there's no way she should have been able to beat him, except he was hurt a little bit, and I thought that was great, I thought that was like, okay, that explains it, because otherwise I'm going to look at this and say, this is the trend of women now are all just badasses, that's it, they're all now badasses, so... Anyway. I, don't, I don't think it's empowering to make women badasses or, or even realistic. I, I think that's really kind of missing the point. You know, I look at um, life very much as a series of shades of gray. And, and uh, yep. you know, when we get into things like political conversations and stuff, I tend to be extremely central about those kind of things and yep. try to bring people together. So here's, here's how I look at that. That just seems like another cliched extreme. Okay, now they all kick ass. Like, all women kick ass, right? And that's ridiculous. You know what makes somebody strong and powerful? I can cite my wife. Um, my wife, for the last 10 plus years, has, has um, been at home raising our children. And the difficulties that she goes through in her day and the sort of sacrifices and heroic kind of things within our family unit that she tends to do, like helping me, you know, do the finances and sure. all of the sacrifices and difficulties. That, that's what regular people do, yeah. and that's what there, there's a certain heroism in that. Mm-hmm. That heroism is really evident in a character like Spider-Man, who's the kind of good guy that would really work hard to try to help somebody. So why does it just have to be a physical thing? It could just be um, a, a show of, of innate strength that we have as human beings. I, I absolutely 100% agree. All right, we're going to get fun again because that's what we do here. Uh, <laughs> love it or shove it, younger readers have more access to comics than ever before, and the comics medium are bringing them in. Um, shove it again, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, shove it's too far. are a little stage. Like, I'm not going to lie. We do, we do some over-preparation. Yeah, I, I think... Um, I think... Yes, in the sense that they probably have more access, so that's great, right? Um, but for years in this industry, I've decried the fact that we don't uh, really write too much very specific stuff that's all ages, um, you know, both for younger and, and older people. Um, I've tried to combat that. You know, we did that fairy quest uh, with Umberto and Fiction Squad and some of these other books, and I would like to do more. Um, I'm not complaining about it. I just think that we could do more because we need to bring in younger readers and do better for them. How do you go about bringing in younger readers? For me, it, it was it was being right in front of my face at a stationery store when I was in fifth grade, which is now going back, uh, you know, almost thirty years ago. Where I'm just, I, you know, I see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I'm, I, it's like it's 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 just so, you know, readily available for me to buy this book. Um, with digital, you know, we have more access, but it's not necessarily easier to find. The books, you know, I mean, it's not easier to find exactly something that's that's geared for a kid versus not a kid, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, how do you how do you how do you take that a step further and get it into kids' hands? Um, I'm not the marketing expert, but I would say that the primary goal would be to create better material that's more specifically geared to kids. You know, I'm I'm a big five year old and. My wife has to endure me playing with the two boys, and we have a ten and a five-year-old boy, and and um, so I get it. I play with them, I do stupid stuff with them, 
I'm a I'm a big idiot, right? Yeah. And and I know what my kids like, and they like things that are funny and things that are cool and things that that move. And what they kind of don't like is being pandered to or forced into something. Uh huh. So I think when um, the bigger publishers, Marvel and DC, I think um, there's a there's a place for like mini mini superhero kind of comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's also a place for tons of additional material that kids would love uh, more minecraft comics and terraria comics and all kinds of crazy stuff like that and comics that the kids feel like they created and all kinds of great stuff like that and i, I don't think we're serving that yet but i hope that we'll continue to grow it okay. i wonder if uh, yeah. just go ahead, yeah. t- t- i wonder if like a graphic novel approach not you know not obviously overly graphic but i i myself have a, a two and a half and a five-year-old and that five-year-old if you take her to a movie and you tell her that if you scan this Moana thing, you can go play a Moana game or read a Moana book. She wants it. You don't ever really see that when you go see Spider-Man or go mm. see X-Men. You don't see that thing of, hey, go to your local comic shop and grab something. If you even want to bring in the, the local retailer. If not, go to Marvel.com. Go check out the Marvel Unlimited app for, you know, whatever. Like, I think Marvel and DC are a little harder because of the breadth of their library. Yeah. But I think when you have something like, you know, like, like um, the book that Paul did with Humberto with the fairies, I think that book is an immediate relevant yeah. thing that can, you could put in a kid's hand. And I just wonder how you do it. Because I don't know if you're going to get that five-year-old to go down to the shop with their attention span every you know, fifth Wednesday to get that book. But you give them that one graphic novel that's you know, 60 pages of quality artwork, and they'll read that every night for like you know, a month. Yeah, 100%. I mean, getting stuff into comic readers' hands. Getting in, it's like the uh, Major League Baseball, what they're trying to do now, trying to get younger people to get into baseball, and it's the, same, it's the same thing. All right, last love it or shove it, Logan will be the best comic book movie of 2017. <laughs> oh, God. Can I give him an option? Um, nudge it. Love it, uh, shove it, or nudge it, Paul. Okay. Nudge it. It's okay. Okay, I mean, you literally just made me fish like a bottle of fireball out of the fridge. <laughs> that, like, that I've done my job. <laughs> yes, I'm not, I'm not, I'm taking, I'm taking a swig right now. I mean, I'm not sure what to say. I would say, uh, wow, how curmudgeonly am I if I say shove it? I, I really think. I say consistent. I really think that that be the, the, the best world. movies are. I think the best movies are the Marvel movies and Guardians of the Galaxy and, and Deadpool. These are really cool, fun movies. And I haven't been so impressed with the movies that have sort of shot out of, of Sony and Fox, you know, like um, Fantastic Four and the Spider-Man movies, perhaps, and, and the X-Men franchises. They haven't been as, as just character-based and fun as the Marvel ones. So I don't think it's going to be the best one. All right. Paul, we love having you on. I'd love to have you on again after um, you know the new releases come out. Uh, can you tell our audience where they can get in touch with you and and uh, and where they can you know and and you know what you got coming out real quick? Sure. Um, I have more alters coming out from AfterShock. Everything else I'm doing is classified secret. People can um, find my page on Facebook. It's uh, Slash Pod Yonkers, P O D Y O N K E R S. That's a long story, <laughs> and they can <laughs> and they can find me. They can find me on Twitter at my Paul Jenkins. Paul Jenkins, thank you so much for joining us. When we come back, right. we're gonna we're gonna keep counting down our 2017 looking forward to list. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. TalkingAlternative.com
Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. I want to thank my guest, Paul Jenkins. I want to thank my uh, my guest co-host, Joe Mulvey, for joining us in, sta- y- in y- studio. Y- you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. That's good stuff. Um, do I come every 50 now? So will I be here on 100? <laughs> if will we're still around, then one- you have an open invite for, for 100. All right. This is noted. Done. This is in the cloud. It's going in the cloud. So There are 52 weeks in a year, and we take off one week of a year. Two weeks? Two weeks? No, I was here for Thanksgiving. I'm on a Wednesday night. See, Sam, our engineer, is chiming in in the background here, and he's, he's actually telling me. Um, Dan T. Lawson gets to sit in on the 125th episode. Done. Done and done. Uh, if you'd like us to make it to 100 or 125, go check out our Patreon page. You can go to my name, michaeldolce.com. It'll automatically forward you over to my Patreon page. Um, we're brought to you by all of our beloved patrons. We love Einar Peterson. He's got a cool sci-fi comic he's doing. We love giving him shots out. Ashley Haikai, uh, Stephanie Dolce, Steve Hovecki. Uh, Brian Phillips, Christina Dolce, and John Huff, who just just signed up, which is great. And Fun Food Flip, which is an awesome apples to apples like card game. We love them as well. Too. I can't stop saying it. It's it's actually pretty good. I, I curse a little I'm bit. I'm saying sometimes. it on the subway on the way home. Fun Food Flip. Fun Food Flip. So in addition to our 50th episode bash, we are counting down uh, our most anticipated comics, movies, and TV. We are not going to get to the comics. I feel like because we we've really got we got like 15 minutes to go, so it's going to be very tough to do that. So we're going to go TV shows. I'm actually going to do something a little bit different. Rather than counting down for this, uh, MTV is reporting that DC Comics teased a new comic book TV series. So DC, this is, uh, we don't know what it's going to be yet or what it is, but uh, MTV ran down a list of this is what we'd like to see. I want to get your take, Joe Mulvey. Uh, which of these would you like to, to be added to the Arrowverse? I guess it's called the Arrowverse, even though right. it's Supergirl and, and it's Flash. Flash and, okay. The Berlanti verse is more appropriate since he's the showrunner on pretty much all of those shows but all right so dc comics jeff johns wears a lot of hats in addition to serving as president and cco chief creative officer cco cco how about that it's a new one he's a prolific comic book writer who co-runs the dc film division with john burke he's essentially the arbiter of the entire dc extended universe on january 1st johns kicked off the new year with a series of exciting announcements on twitter the most tantalizing of which teased a possible new addition to dc's already robust tv lineup on cw and fox you know we forget about gotham sometimes because it's not i can't it's filmed by my house and it's really constantly blocking up traffic let me tell you right now let me tell you right now madam secretary paid me fifteen hundred dollars to park their trailer in my driveway as they shot up the street from me i was like dude i love that's my new favorite show elementary wanted to shoot in my neighbor's house for like thirty thousand dollars for the week i I literally said did he say yes or no he uh they ended up using a different place oh my god but i said that's not fair oh it's so wrong so wrong that's yeah that's that's just not good um all right so they announced a possible new show uh, let's take a guess at which show Johns is most excited about in 2017. Is it a Black Lightning TV show? Ooh. Would you say yes or no? Ooh, I would say yes. We're not gonna do love it or shove it because no, that's, no, I, like, that's reserved for our, that's that. reserved for our real guests. Yes, yes. It's okay. The only, you know what the, I'm the only show I, I like. So uh, I love the Flash. I'm in on the Flash. Uh-huh. Arrow. I'm catching up on Netflix. I haven't uh, caught up to the the current season. And uh, Supergirl. I have not started yet. Okay. So I still haven't seen you know some other stuff as well, but. Um, Black Lightning, I would, I would be interested in. What about Why the Last Man? How great would that be as a TV series? It has to be a TV series. Oh, I, I know years ago it was spoken about being a movie. That's a TV no. series. If you get that done right, oh my God, that would be... So it says last they heard the project was still in development over at FX. Um, mm, that would fit more like Why the Last Man. amazing that, would that be mm-hmm. to see that show? Uh, let me ask you real quick. We're going to go... Because this is, this is the fun of having people in studio. Just kind of come... You know, things kind of come to the brain. Next time I come, I'm bringing alcohol. Because I was promised... Oh, please do. I was promised something, and it's not here. I was promised a keg. I don't want to get into contract <laughs> dispute or anything. <laughs> well, but, you're not getting you know, paid for this, nor are you paying I me I thought to the keg was payment. I thought that <laughs> was the payment. Uh, we that could, thing we, would be empty by the time I left. It's a promise. <laughs> Dan T. Lawson says it would need to be the same tone as the others because there would always be a crossover. And then he said he's got the vodka. Yeah, but he's not, got the vodka. He's, he's coming in for fifty one, I think. But it, it's not going to be like it doesn't. It, Why the Last Man does not have to fit with the the other shows if it's on the FX network. Right, I agree, I agree. But okay, who's your best? Who's the? I, actually, I feel really bad about saying this because we have, we just had Paul Jenkins, who is a prolific comic book writer, on. But who's the best writer in comics right now? Jason Aaron. No, ah, see, ah, man. Yeah. 
I mean, just you're asking me. I'm 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 assuming bigger. Like, I'm, big, a, no, big I'm, giving, I'm giving your superhero. No, I mean, you're allowed. The, my favorite book in comics right now is uh, Joshua Williamson's Nailbiter. It's my favorite. book. Okay. I I, I tend to lean towards uh, independence. See, life. I would say Brian Brian Vaughn is the best writer in comics. Okay. I think anything Everyone's he's doing. You know. No, but, no, no, no. Buttholes I, and opinions. Everyone's wait, got them. Wait, 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 wait. I just. <laughs> I, you know, my last, my last co-host, my last co-host who was on here, right? Uh, you know, he doesn't understand. This is my show, so you know, this oh, is not, so it's not opinion. So this is advantage facts. goes to you. <laughs> Again, a nice person would would bow to his guests' <laughs> wishes, and you choose to go the opposite way. That's this is fine. why we. This is why we don't get that's many guests come back. Fine. <laughs> See, that's fine. Sam, I knew there was a problem with this. That's and fine. I just couldn't figure out what it was. Mikey wants to take his toy and go home. I get it. <laughs> I'm just saying. You ask me. I think Jason Aaron is. Did you have that guy? on the street like did, did like everyone has that kid in the neighborhood right like i'm just gonna take my toy and leave you know what no because i lived by a cemetery <laughs> so so you're you know, just very lonely kids that was it you were saying that was it you know what i mean like so like because no so many kids lost their toys because they were bouncing <laughs> to the cemetery so you're and a, no one was going to get them you're, so. you're a father of two and you're like my only ambition is to make sure my kids don't grow up next to a cemetery no i wanted <laughs> I, the same thing the, the traffic was lovely the, <laughs> it wasn't noisy the neighbors never complained you know <laughs> except there's that line of cars every like sure because there's a crematory every let's, not get into it. let's not get into my baggage you know what i mean <laughs> all right we, we are amazingly going to have time at this because I'm really good at what I do. We're 50 episodes in, so we're going to do this. We're going to go with our, our most anticipated comic books of uh, the new year. Um, before we do, again, if you liked any of this stuff, uh, go check us out on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Uh, we're really pushing the talkradio.nyc, um, which is the uh, easier to type URL. Um, you can still get us on talkingalternative.com, but uh, you know we got the URL talkradio.nyc, and it's just, it's just a lot better, right? Um, you know, one thing we didn't talk about actually. I see this is I'm not very good at what I do because we're gonna we're gonna skip right over the most anticipated comics. Um, I've I've now unfollowed Nick Spencer on Twitter because there was there was one question I didn't get to He's ask. He's your Moriarty. You know no, that. No, no, right? no. Well, like, yes, yes, but for many yeah. reasons, and he has no idea I even exists, which is great. He does, but he doesn't. Um, is you know, one question we didn't get to ask Paul Jenkins in the Love It or Shove It segment was creators pushing political agendas in their scripts, and you know. Obviously, I guess it's a shove it, right? Most people would say that. Um, uh, I just don't know. Do you want to be true to yourself, right? If you're Nick Spencer, you're true to yourself. That This mm-hmm. this consumes you. You can see it. I don't think it's a, a way he's just pontificating and thinking about it. He's generally obsessed no, he really, with he every really bit is. of the political landscape that's going on right now. So to me, I, I have zero problem with it because I, I, I don't really engage him on social media. But he's got the red skull as Donald Trump, essentially. I mean, don't get me wrong. This, a lot of stuff Donald Trump said on the, on the convention circuit, you know, is ripe for... Um, Parody, right. Right. For that, I just you know, and and you know, uh, again, not to get political because that's not really the angle I'm going for on this. I'm going for is this uh, when something is clearly an agenda versus a story? That's when I stop and say, you know, I have a problem with this. You can have a problem, but does it sell? Oh, bottom it's, line, it's bottom actually, line, yeah, yeah. It if it sells, selling. go look at those Comic Con numbers. If it sells, guess what? Marvel's going to allow it. They're yeah. not going to have any problem with it. And if if he crosses a line, it's going to be something that you as a reader have to make up your mind for. Because I think, you know, to, like, at a certain point, is it advantageous? Is it smart for you? Or mm-hmm. is it just cathartic and something you feel the need to do? You could see his compulsion with his social media feed. Yeah, oh, man. Um, but I, I, I'll be honest with you, most social media, I find, is not that's not the place to do that kind of stuff. Like, Yeah, it's, it never ends well, does it? It's just very hard to have that kind of conversation in person without someone yelling, walking away from a table. It's very hard to do it in 140 character. You know. Have you been watching South Park at all this past season? Uh, this I, season I have. A, I have. A, I have everything uh, DVR'd. I have not watched. Oh a single my god! Episode. It, the, the entire. I've heard all my friends amazing. have said that. Yep, absolutely amazing. Said it's like it, it should win a Pulitzer. It's so like yeah, yeah. It's so on top of it. Yeah, I, I would actually say that the season before it was actually better with the PC principle. Like I think overall, like I think they had a better story. Um, but I do think the challenges they faced this past season, where Hillary lost the election and they had to completely redo an episode within three days, was just actually no. I mean, within twenty four hours, they had to redo an episode essentially because they had an episode called "The First Gentleman," <laughs> and. Uh, then they then they just named it O, <laughs> OGs is, is what they ended up naming it. So, did you have a good time when you came in here? Uh, no, I had a great pr- time. Oh, great look time. at this guy! He knows, great time. He knows what to do. All right, he gets the invite back. That's good. Next That's time, though, good. it's hot in here. I'm just coming in a robe. Oh gosh, that's it. 
you know? <laughs> That's when you know you're in New York City when uh, it could be like negative two outside, but you are cracking up an o- every single window in the building because the heat is like just this like... It's, there's like a nuclear yeah. accelerator in it's, the bottom it's of warm. every it's single warm. building. To get back to your topic, let me just say one thing. I am fine with it as long as it fits in the narrative of the story. So if, if Nick Spencer goes off and, and, and sure. does all these things in a little bit of parody, I'm fine for it because I'm all for doing all of that stuff. I want to look back and, and remember what was going on in time, you know, as long as the earth is still exists and America is still here, <laughs> then I, I, I'm hoping Just that... don't that use the nukes. That's all I ask from, from Mr. No, Trump. it's okay. Ben Carson's watching. We got no problem. <laughs> we're, we're in good shape there. All right. I want to thank my guest, Paul Jenkins. Uh, he's awesome. We're going to get him back on when he's uh, when he's got those super secrets. See, I tried to I tried to pull pull a little bit of uh, info out of him. I knew, I knew, I knew it was going to happen because I'm, I'm a nice guy. Uh, Joe Mulvey, tell everyone in the world where they can find your stuff and what they can find. Uh, well, you can go uh, find me on like Twitter, Facebook. Facebook's Joe Mulvey. Uh, Twitter That's EY. is J-O-E-M-U-L-V as in Victor, E-Y. Uh, on Twitter, I am Joe Mulve, mm. just J-O-E-M-U-L-V. You threw me off there. Because there's a real a-hole uh, <laughs> fisherman named Joe Mulve <laughs> that refuses to give me that, that name, even though he has like six pictures of bass a year <laughs> and doesn't doesn't like to handle that up. Um, and then you can go to comicstribe.com and uh, if you are so inclined to somehow imagine that I wrote and drew a really good kids book uh, please check out um, Mummy's Always Right on uh, Amazon.com Awesome next week we've got uh, a mutual friend writer Eric Palicki um, is going to be well he won't be joining us in studio but he'll be uh, he'll be calling in and we're going to talk about his new comic uh, Now I want to come back in studio to heckle Palicki Well maybe you maybe you can Alright we'll see Alright Secrets we'll see. of the Sire signing off <laughs> You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc.
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.